This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indy, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted pilates to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet is what you need to win today. Sign up today and receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And we're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to 500 bucks in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win a million dollars. And of course, do not forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store today. All right, DJs, welcome back for the Wyndham recap and the Northern Trust preview. It's your boy, Boston Capper, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, how was your weekend? My weekend was pretty good, but I think we should uh, turn the focus back to you. And uh, how was your weekend, sir? It's very good. It's very good. And, and why is uh, that? Because I had kids, man. Because I stuck with my stick with my gut and I had kids. Like, I. I like I, I, yeah, I was very happy with it. Like I was, I was pissed off all week because I chose to follow you on Na and Mito and left Henley. And I was, I, bro, you have no idea how salty I was from fucking like Thursday on. Like I was just fucking, I was just mad. I was like, fuck golf. Like, like I, I was such a goddamn cold streak. I haven't been a winner in like four or five weeks. Like this is ridiculous. Like just angry. Just angry, angry, and like I'm checking on it today. Cousin Bush just texted me. I'm like, well, text me when fucking Kiz does something. And he's like, Kiz is one back. And I'm like, all right, I'll put it on. <laughs> so I, I put it on, watched the back nine while I'm fucking laying floors like an old man. My back hurts like a bastard now. Um, but yeah, man, fuck Jesus. I mean, it's Kiz. Like, he's doing, he's stuck into four feet. I was like, he's not missing it. Like, Scott, this is ours. Like, this is ours. Like, he's not missing that butt. <laughs> yeah. No, congratulations to you. Uh, this is your night to tout. Um, you were right. I was wrong. I was a little hesitant on Kisner, and it's all because I've actually been betting Kisner for the past right. month or so. I know. Like I think I bet him last week. I bet him at with the Rocket Mortgage. Yep. Had to hasn't really worked. I'm like, all right, I I need just cool off. And then I I realized once Thursday rolled around, and I'm like, okay, he's got it. Yep. So I put a little thirty to one bet on him on Thursday night. So you know what? I'm pretty happy too. Fuck yeah! I yeah, had the outright. What did you text me? Our our uh, our Kisner bets have merged. Yes, <laughs> <Something like> that. <laughs> our roads have converged. That, that's what it was. Yeah, that's Kisner. right. That's right. So that is nice redemption because Kevin Kisner's kind of boned us for a couple times past year. He uh, screwed us actually last year at the window. Yep. Uh, yep. He screwed us at the well. I wouldn't say he screwed us at the RSM. It was Robert Strep kind of Kalimata us at, the, at that point, ripped our heart out. Yeah, but now Kevin Kisner. Uh, all the props to you though. I don't have. Any tout cash? Uh, you have all the tout cash. <laughs> Although, I mean, listen, if we want, how many guys did you have that were hovering right there? Though? Well, so that's the thing. So <laughs> I, I'll give myself a little credit because I said this week I'm like, all right, I'm saving some bullets. I'm gonna live bet some stuff. So I ended up live betting th- across Thursday and Friday. I had some Adam Scott shares. I had Brandon Grace's seventy-five to one. I had who else in that playoff? Kisner. I had. I had. Nah. Uh, yep. I had Nah pre-tournament. I thought Nah was going to win at one point. Once he hit the eagle, I'm like, I'm going to have all the tau cash. But no, Kevin Nah was kind of. He should have bounced from that playoff uh, originally. But and then the the like the only way it could have gone badly for me is if Roger Sloan would win. And let me tell you, boys and girls, 
And I actually made this proclamation on Saturday night. Once I thought Rob, Russell Henley, or actually it was on Friday. Once I thought Russell Henley was going to blow that four-shot lead, I said, if Russell Henley blows this four-shot lead, I'm going to quit the podcast. But this, I'm going to go one step further. <laughs> if, if I had five of six, and I even lied that Seawell a little bit just to kind of cover my bases once it looked like someone's get to 16, I caught my book napping. I got him like 15. So like at least I had a little bit of something. But if I had five of six guys in that playoff and Roger Sloan ends up winning, like it just it's over. Like gambling's over. Like I'm not gonna watch golf again. Like it's just like I'm gonna strip like I'm gonna throw away, I'm gonna put down the cape. Someone else could be the god of golf. But thankfully Kevin Kisner stuck it at four feet. So good. And uh yeah. What a shot. Yeah, and we're both winners. That's yeah. that's the best. It works out best for both of us. So absolutely, congratulations, sir. We'll talk about Kevin Kinsler a little later. Um, he was catching I mean, some, he was catching some flack online, which wasn't even his fault. I think it was like for, Friday or Saturday. For what? Because uh, the four play boys were like saying he needs to be on the Ryder Cup, and people oh. were just losing their ever loving fucking mind because it's Twitter, and you know. But I mean, people were like. Look, man, you can find fault in those foreplay guys, but I mean, Riggs and those guys do a lot for the game of golf. I don't like everything they do, but they're, dude, they have a huge platform. They make golf some, you know, a lot of the times likable. Like, I mean, they got just shit on. Like, they just attack. I was like, oh my God, relax, guys. Like, holy shit. It's, I, I was like, Christ, imagine if, imagine if I put my Phil Mickelson fucking. <laughs> <laughs> take I would there. say your Phil, Phil Mickelson Ryder Cup take is worse than the Kevin Kisner take. I mean, uh, we'll, let's let's table this till later. We're gonna talk a little Ryder Cup. We'll throw Kevin Kisner in that in that group too. But uh, okay. all right. But I mean, like, so you didn't watch any of that playoff then, or what? You did? You had no, I did. Phone? Yeah, I had it on my phone. Okay, yeah, I had it right. on my phone. My, yeah, that my was... wife's like, my wife's like, only you are fucking working a fucking uh, a chop saw and fucking watching golf. I'm like, uh huh, yeah. that's right. She's like, don't no. lose a. She's like, don't lose a finger. I was like, I won't. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that that was that was great. It was pretty dramatic. Um, yeah, like I mean, I I I, I thought Adam Scott was. Everybody thought Adam Scott had it, it but the the announcers fucking said it too. They were like, he's been standing around for a while. They're pretty much icing him right now. And I was like, fuck yeah, Adam Scott. As many four foot putts as you missed to fuck me out of money, you better miss this one. Like I was. I was, Ooh, you better miss it. And he missed it. And I was like, fuck yeah. You know, I, back when I was uh, not Twitterless, Steve, when I had Twitter, uh, a, a very popular joke I would always uh, tweet out is a death taxes. Adam Scott misses a five footer when yep. your life is on the line. And that's what exactly happened this week for him. Yep. But uh, no, I mean, I, I think he's secure. He's secured a playoff spot. He looked pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I had nothing else uh, on that playoff. Congrats to Kevin Kisner. We'll save a little kids. more talk on him later. Uh, I, I want to move on to Russell Henley, though. All right, let's go. So when did you realize Russell Henley is going to blow this lead? Honestly, yesterday. Yesterday, okay. after, yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah. all right, so like he, it looked like it looked like he like was muddling through. He was just stuck in neutral. And got a couple birdies, gave it back. And I was like, no, nah. I was like, this isn't his bad day yet. Like, this isn't his bad day yet. Like, you could just feel it. Hmm. No, I mean, so I made that joke on Friday that I know you did. I still thought I'm like, listen, like he's been playing pretty well through two rounds. Maybe he can hold together. This is kind of his golf course. Um, last night, I knew he was going to blow it. The three shot lead. And because I had seen this exact movie already, at the U.S. Open. 
Like yes, he put right. out, he basically did the same exact round of the U.S. Open third round yep. as he did yesterday. Like it was, what was it like? One or par, even par. It yep. didn't look good. It looked like he was like it was a lot of effort to do it. I'm like, this dude doesn't have it. And Russell Henley, I mean, Sunday chokers. That's now three times this three. year yeah. where he had kind of a win in his, in his grasp. Like, yeah. Yeah. So he blew the CJ Cup at Shadow Creek. He had the U.S. Open right there. I feel, too. I feel like Kokrak came and took that one. No, Henley had that. Right. Yeah. So maybe it's because Hen- I had a Kokrak ticket. No, yeah, I know. I know <laughs> he did. Yeah. Hen- Henley blew that. Uh, he blew the U.S. Open yeah. and he blew this one. Lots of people so, blew the U.S. Open, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's lots fair. Of, lots of people blew that. Like, you yeah, I mean, Rory blew it. Bryson blew it. You know what I mean? Like half the guys up there blew it. So that's true. But I mean, he I think he was tied for the lead with Mackenzie Hughes and Louie going to the final round. And like, I think the winning number ended up being only one under that day where he was. So, um, I mean, he had his grass. I just I don't know. That's that's a tough scene. I mean, he had a four right. shot lead going into going into Saturday, have a three shot lead. And I, I told everybody in the Slack channel, why don't we bookmark this uh, this bogey on 18? You know, I think that's going to come back to bite him. And actually it did. And there was a couple things today that could have bit him. If he just made a two footer on what? 13? Yeah. He wins. I mean, he had a three shot lead heading into uh, after 10. Yeah, back nine. Yep. It's, it's over. And then the same thing that happened last week happened this week. Just the guy who probably should have won did win. He let everybody back in. He missed a two footer on like 13 or something. And then he missed a four footer on 18. And that was, I mean, it, at that point though, with the way he played today, he did not deserve to be in that playoff. So, uh, he that lost was really, that was a really cool playoff, man. I, that six person playoff dude. That's fucking, that's fun. Watch. No, that, that, fun, that was good. It's, it's chaos. Yeah. It's I love it. Chaos, you know man. me. I love chaos. So that's fucking yeah. great. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, I think that was going to sting a little bit for him. But oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he'll win the Shriners or something in uh, in the fall to get his uh, get his win. So, um, do you have any other comments about uh, about uh, the Wyndham? Because I, I got I got two apologies I, I need to make before. Yeah, I mean, other than look, Siwoo plays fucking good here. <laughs> I didn't dispute. Good. I didn't dispute that. I just let you have it. I know he could have won. He could have won. I would have been. I would have been. I would have been more, whatever. I guess I would have been more happy because it would have meant more money for me. But like, whatever. Like, I'm happy I hit kids. Like, and I stuck with my guns on that. And and like yeah. we said offline, like, like listen, when I don't listen to stuff and I do stuff and I just comb through my data and pick my gut plays, I do a hell of a lot better. So that's what I'm doing from here on out. Like that's yeah. it. You host a golf show. You don't need to listen to anybody else. You need to read anybody else. You are the foremost expert. It's, I mean, listen, man, I got you. So <laughs> exactly, that's all you need. You need Google need. golf. You need the Google of golf, me. Yeah, yeah. And you make the picks. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I like yep. it. And everyone makes money. So that's right. Uh, so I have two apologies to make. Number one, I called this was stupid tournament. I, I take that back. I, I, I'm actually a fan of the Wyndham now. Yeah, it's fun. I, 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 I really liked how Sedgefield played this week. Like those greens, they got firm and crispy. And any time you had a putt um, behind the hole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good luck. Good downhill luck. putts were slippery. Yeah, this week. So that was fun. Uh, and, you know, there were a couple like it, it was actually good to see guys like jockeying for the 125. And, and this uh, transitions to uh, my next apology. I apologize to all the guys that I uh, kind of dumped on at the end of Tuesday's show. I, you caught me on a bad day. Um, I, I did you see the Chess and Hadley interview? Yeah. Yeah. That's when I was like, all right, I mm-hmm. this guy's livelihood. This 
Yeah. Listen, buddy. Any, if, if I'm moral checking you, it's a. It, it, it. That's true. <laughs> but how fitting was that that Chesson Hadley makes an ace, ace today? Ace. And you know He's what? Yelling, it's, it's my first one ever. Like, like what a great he was crying. Team. He was emotional. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's much better if he keeps a card than fucking Justin Rose. Who has all the money in the world? Who doesn't even like he's gonna get exempt status into the PGA Tour forever. Yep. So it doesn't matter. And like, it, it, God, you want to talk about choke artists? Oops. Justin Rose missed a bunch of putts today. He missed a shorty on 18 yesterday to bogey the hole. Missed a sh- five footer that would have put him in the playoffs. And then that actually sent Cheston Hadley to the playoffs at exactly 125. So nice. Um, and that kind of transitions us over to Ryder Cup. Let's, uh, let's start with oh. Team Europe. I mean, because nothing really changed so far. And actually, kind of look in the standings. I think the top nine is set. Like, I, I don't. So, so you know, you got Rom, Rory, Hovland, Paul Casey, Haddon, Fitzpatrick, Lee Westwood, Tommy Fleetwood, who stunk, by the way. He didn't deserve to be in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Shocking. But, but he's probably going to make it on points because I don't see anybody else behind him catching him. And then Shane Lowry. And then behind Shane Lowry, yeah, Victor Perez, who's missed like six straight cuts. Yeah. Like he's he's not doing anything. I mean, Robert McIntyre is not playing the FedEx Cup playoffs, so he's going to have to do something over in Europe within the next month. I think he's going to captain spot anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, Why? Ian just, just a groom because he's so young. I I just think he's you're when you are get down to like your eleventh or twelfth options on Europe, he's the best player. Okay. I mean, I think you have to play him. He's going to make okay. it on talent and merit. It's not just, you know, groom your best player. Like, he deserves to be on there. Okay. Uh, you got Ian Poulter, who oh. needs to make some noise in the FedEx Cup playoffs in order to get into automatic caps. Yeah. He's getting put on, Captain's Choice. Okay, all right, hurt. fine. So then you got nine. Then you have one spot left then. One. Between Poulter getting on, Big Shot Bob getting on. Sergio. I think it's Sergio now. Justin Rose is not going to be in the playoffs. Oh, fuck. He's, I don't fuck think he's going to go Justin. over to Europe and play. Okay. I don't think he's going to get that captain spot. So it's pro- I think Team Europe is pretty set now. Yeah. So, so that's not as interesting. So the drama is over on U.S. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think the only thing that could possibly move based on the FedEx Cup playoffs is Xander and Spieth are kind of close for that sixth spot, but both are making the team, so it doesn't matter. Right. Um, we A couple weeks ago... You and I didn't want Harris English on the team. I think we need to change our opinion on that. I think I, 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 I agree okay. with him. He's uh, such a. I, I know he's a goober. I know. God, he's a goober, man. But he's, like, a, but he's a good goober. I guess. He's a good goober. So, and he, like, he drives the ball pretty far. He's a great putter. They need yeah, that. Fine, 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 fine. I think Daniel Berger's played his way on the team, too. He's, he's finished. He's got three top tens of the last four starts. Finished top ten at the Open and the U.S. Open. I want to win this year. What killers? Burger. I think he, he kind of is a killer. Burger is absolutely not a killer. I th- I think if Shane Lowry goes up against Daniel Burger in one on one, I think he's going to. I think Burger's going to make him sweat. He's going to make a lot of putts. He's going to be accurate. He's going to be a good iron putt. Yeah, he's going to get up and down from everywhere. Yeah, like right. he, you need okay. those types right. of guys. All right, all right, all right. All right. I, I can't lay on the team. <sighs> I got a feeling they're going to leave Reed off. Well, you know what? No, I don't think they're going to leave Reed off. That, that's a popular narrative of like. Who are they going to fucking replace? I Reed? think I think the media wants Reed off the team, and they're not going to do it. I think they would be crazy to do it. They would be insane to do it. I agree. I think you need your best player. So I think there's only one spot on the U.S. So it's Tony Finau, between Tony Finau, Webb Simpson, Scotty Scheffler. Give me and Scott. like, 
like, and, and that leads me to the there's Sam Burns is kind of the mix too. Jason Kokrak's oh. in the mix. Burns, and kind deserve, of, Burns deserves to be in the discussion. Yeah, he does. After the FedEx uh, St. Jude, yeah, he deserves. He's got to win this year, and and that brings me to the conversation have, about he's got he's got he's got a win and what a runner up, right? Yeah, he lost in the playoffs of this. He's got two runner ups. Yeah, I th- well, no, I think he finished. Oh, like he, third. He, he, he finished third. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was an Eclipse call of mine. Thanks yeah, for bringing yeah. that. It was painful memories up. Sorry. Um, well, so Burns is a that, mile off the tee, a mile. Yeah, he's, he's per- a good putter. Perfect. Although it's, it's not Bermuda, it's not Bermuda. If you want to follow that narrative, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Uh, my point being is, it's fun. There always is a push whenever Kevin Kisner does something relevant or good. Because people like him, like he's he's, he's pretty popular with the podcast community, but like they're, like I just named Finau, Webb Simpson, Sky Shuffler, Jason Kokrak, Sam Burns, Kevin Kisner. Like who are you leaving off of that last spot? I mean, like, I, I don't think you I'm, can just. I mean, unless Kevin Kisner does something in the playoffs here, I don't think he's making it over Sky Shuffler. I don't think he's making it over Webb. I mean, like I don't think he's going to make it even over. Kokrak. I would I would prefer Kisner over Webb. I I don't agree. Webb's right. got more experience in Ryder Cups. He's also one of the guys that like can okay. be paired with a lot of players. I I don't agree. Yeah. I think Webb is a better version of Kevin Kisner. I don't agree. That that's your crazy. Although it is funny, the first time uh, he, this is the first time he's won a stroke play event since 2017. Kisner. Yeah. Yeah, because he won the match play. Yeah. Well, that's, that's always the push. He's like always oh, a good match yeah. play player. He's a good match play player. I mean, it's one event. Whatever. They are right. The presence. I mean, my point being, I just I don't think there's there's so many guys for so few spots. I, I don't think he's making it unless he does something in the playoffs. Like now he finishes like a couple like seconds in the playoffs and makes it to East Lake and makes some noise. Then, you know, what? yeah, I can I can buy into it because there's momentum. I don't know. I think he still has some work to do. No, I, I think so, too. I don't, I don't think he's actually going to get this. spot. I want Scotty. Give me the young I, gun stock, stock room and the young gun. Like, give it to me. Give me give me Scotty. Give me Scotty. Yes. Give me Scotty Scheffler all day. I think all he day. should get the last spot. All day. I agree. All right. Uh, why don't we take a break? <laughs> why don't we take a break? So listen, are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL all the way to the WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Go sign up today and receive a special offer for a risk-free $500 sports bet. Download Bet and Win. Download WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com to start winning and uh once again well win if you're listening i am staying at encore uh, for the first week of uh football so any upgrades you want to throw my way would be perfectly acceptable appreciate there it there we thanks. go perfect thanks fellas <laughs> all right let's move on to the northern trust let's do it so why don't we talk about instead of who's in the field let's talk about who's not in the field okay and now i'm gonna dump on guys who probably don't need to be in this field this week Okay. Who have all the money in the world, they're fine. Okay. Ricky. So we already said Au revoir, Justin Rose. <laughs> Should have made a couple more four footers. Um goodbye, Ricky Fowler. That was a very uh, fitting end. Was yeah, he, perfect. 
That that was I, I I said at the beginning of the week it was put up or shut up week for Ricky Fowler, and that was shut up week. That that was a very limp performance by him, yep. to put it nicely. Uh, goodbye, Tommy Fleetwood. We'll see him at the Ryder Cup, but uh, yeah, thank God, been, thank God, we'll see him at the Ryder Cup. Drooling yeah. for those matchups. He was bad. He, he sucks, ba- dude. He was he bad sucks. this year. I mean, I I don't know if it's like. I mean, he's not a young guy anymore. He's 32. No. I mean, I don't think he's past his prime, but man, that that that's not encouraging if you're Tommy Fleetwood, I think. So he's he's got to find something. Uh, goodbye, Francesco Molinari. That's too bad, actually. He, I don't think kind he's of, I kind of feel bad for he him. play enough. Um, goodbye, Danny Willett. Goodbye. That's really about it. Yeah. So those are the I, those are like the main names are usually like in the playoffs year in year out who are not going to make it. So um, as far as, you know, the top favorites, I mean, you got Morikawa leading the standings. Um, as I describe uh, Liberty National, I think a lot of things are going to click your brain about Kyle Morikawa week. Yep. There's him. Uh, you got Jordan Spieth hot on his trail. You know, he's been playing pretty well. Um, John Rahm probably should be leading the FedEx Cup standings. Absolutely should be. He had a the, Cantley took his fake win. That's 500 points okay, yeah. right there. Like, never yeah, mind. Exactly. He, like, he missed he like, the course be, he's good at. He would be up for about 400 points on Morikawa if he actually won that event. So, but yeah. say Levy, he didn't. Patrick Cantley got the win. That's and fine. now Patrick Cantley's third in the FedEx Cup standards. Apparently, so according stupid. to this metric, Patrick Cantley had a better year than John Rahm, according to this metric. So stupid. Uh, I, listen, don't do, I, I know what you're trying to do. Just go ahead. You can lay the foundation. Go ahead. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, that's the field. Uh, usually there's a couple guys who skip this event. So we'll see. There might be some big name or jaws. Maybe Louis. I mean, Louis eighth in standings. Maybe. I mean, he withdrew at the 11th hour uh, last week. That was kind of weird. No, so. it wasn't. We talked about it. Remember, we I said like, how much golf is this guy fucking playing? Like he's okay. he, he's playing a lot of golf. I mean, all right, he's well, got the fine. FedEx coming up. Like, all right, fine. Maybe you save himself for this event. So. I, I don't know why you would fucking like even if you're near the fucking top. Like like we talked about offline. This thing's worth like oh god, like a bazillion fucking FedEx points. Like it's 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 whoever wins this is gonna go to number one. Well. Me, I mean, there was a Comcast business top 10 where basically you get a bunch of money if you're in the top 10 in the FedEx Cup standings. Maybe he originally committed if he was on the edge. Because, like, I think, like, I, th- like, I think Burns gets, like, 500 grand for finishing 10th for the regular damn. season. I know. There's a bunch of money. It's, it's, they're paying Listen, out for these guys. I wish, I, I, like, as a kid, like, everybody pumps baseball, like, like at least where I grew up, right? Like, like holy, why couldn't anybody just told me, like, golf? Like, I enjoy golf now in my 30s. I go, I'm, I'm going to the batting cages now. Like, I could have played, oh, just missed up. Yeah, yeah they golf. should have sent you the IMG Academy to be, like, a tennis player or a golfer. Those oh, tennis yeah. players make your, kid, make your living, too. Not a lot of kids for Brockton or, uh. I go to any type of academies. <laughs> you never know. So, so. All right. Maybe it was a Make-A-Wish Foundation for you. <laughs> there you go. All right. Why don't we talk about uh, Liberty National? So um, so where do we want to start? Well, let's start about the, the beginnings of this place. So it first opened up. In, well, actually, before I get to that, why don't we talk about just the Northern Trust in general, just like the history of it. So what they tried doing was this New York City Boston rotation where TBC Boston was kind of a mainstay on the PGA tour for years. The Dell technology championship was always there. That's actually TBC Boston. One of my favorite golf courses they played. I, I love that place. I think Aww. it was interesting. I thought, I thought, uh, 
you know, the holes are pretty cool. I thought it, they did a really good job pairing the natural, like new England, like marshland landscape mm-hmm. to this place. Like some of the holes are pretty cool, but I like TPC Boston. It's not in Boston, but I like it. I, I think, uh, I think the days ago in the TPC Boston are, uh, are gone. Really? So, yeah. Well, because next start next year, the first round of the playoffs is I in know, Memphis, Memphis for the FedEx. I know. I know. And then the, the BMW usually is Midwest or like Colorado. So like Chicago area or something they're trying to go down to like Baltimore too. Baltimore. I think they realize that like, like the PD tours, they're spending a lot more money to be in these bigger markets that they're not getting a whole lot out of it. So I think the New York city Boston swing is like done for the PJ tour, which kind of sucks. Yeah, I but, agree. So this is going to be the last probably stop in the FedEx Cup playoffs in the New York City area, and that they're going to Liberty National. So Liberty National opened in 2006, and uh, there's this guy named Paul Fireman. And uh, you probably don't know who he is, but he was the former CEO of Reebok, a uh, very large oh. company of, of no. Dude, we had and, uh, Reebok headquarters was uh, down the street from my house, dude. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe you in- ran into it. Maybe you ran a, into them at the coffee shop or something. We used to go. Uh, no, we used to go. They had basketball courts um, at the Reebok place, and we used to go fucking. We used to just go play fucking basketball at these like Reebok courts. It was in Randolph, Mass. It might have been like the national headquarters, but it was like whatever. It was a. Uh, it was a big ass fucking building, and they'd let was kids just, go play. Was just a Reebok factory. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I'm <laughs> not, a, not a headquarters. Now I have to Google it while we're talking. All right. Well, anyway, so in 2006, um, Reebok was bought out by Adidas. And uh, as part of the uh, the buyout, uh, you know, Paul Fireman's services were no longer required as CEO. So they yeah, paid dude, him it's six. In, it's in Boston. I'm right. Okay. All right. Random. So how much? So they paid Paul Fireman $600 million in cash to go away. That's now. It's a, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of money. So what do you do when you're a board executive with $600 million in cash and probably a bunch of other stock options and bonuses and all that oh, stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah he's, he's probably a billionaire, you know, on paper. So what Absolutely. do you do? Do you just sit in your basement and just play Call of Duty or Fortnite or whatever? No. You just build big, giant, expensive golf course, and that's what he did. <gasps> so he ended up picking out a literal New Jersey dump. And I'm, I'm not just saying it just like it's like, you know. That's the whole state, isn't it? All right. Well, you're being mean, but literally it was a toxic dump. It was this old super fun site that just was condemned and like had a bunch of pollution on it. And it was on right on um, the mouth of the Hudson. So he picked out the site uh, and he spared no expense. Uh, he picked the site out because it had a great view of lower Manhattan. You got a view of Statue of Liberty. Hired this really famous architecture and design group called the Lindsay Newman Group. Um, they designed this beautiful glass pane clubhouse. Oh, that club, that, the clubhouse? That clubhouse yeah, is fucking it, ridiculous. It looks like it, a dwarf. It, yeah, it, it look it looks like an art gallery, not like a like a clubhouse. Um and then they brought in Robert Cup and Tom Kite. Uh Tom Kite's a famous golfer. Robert Cup is uh he's done a couple of golf courses around the country. I mean, they're they they do not have a lot of big names to their profile, but this is their biggest one. This is definitely the most famous golf course of the cup kite, you know, pairing. And they shelled out $250 million to build this course. And what they wanted to do was they wanted to be like Paul Fireman's view was, well, I don't really care. This is a good investment, but I just want to put a ton of money to the game. And I want to basically build the best golf course that money can buy. And so the question is, did he take $250 million and make the best golf in the world? In the world, and the answer is yes and no. 
and depends on what you value. So if you value really good visuals, you value immaculate conditions, you value state-of-the-art facilities, you value a really good practice facility, you value wall-to-wall bent grass, which is the most expensive, like, high-maintenance turf in order to, like, basically keep alive and grow on a golf course. Yeah, then it's the best golf course in the world. I mean, like, it, it kind of what it, this golf course reminds me of is with the big skyline and all the pictures and everything. Like, you know, the Omega Desert Dubai Classic. With I was the, about to say, I knew you were about to compare it to that. I knew right. you were. Yeah, it's, I knew basically, you were. it's basically that. Like, I mean, you have like a one World Trade Center in the background. You got Wall Street there. Like, you see all that. You see the Statue of Liberty. Um, there's a lot of picturesque golf courses or holes on the golf course that yeah. had the skyline there. What's that, the, what's that path three on the back nine? It's the 14th. It's 150 yards. Uh, you have basically a green. It's surrounded by, you know, head, like basically just uh, marshes. Yeah. And then you see the skyline right there. Um, there's a couple other holes where you're just you're seeing an 18. You get a good view of the skyline, too. Um, the 14th, getting back to that, that's where a couple of commercials, the Justin Rose commercial for Morgan Stanley. And my dad was actually complaining. My dad's actually a, uh, a Morgan Stanley uh, employee. And, uh, well, you know, actually, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say what uh, he, he told no, me. No, you shouldn't. You should, you should stop. You should stop. <laughs> uh, he had some thoughts about Justin Rose today. Oh, uh, oh, different thoughts that we've talked about prior? Oh, yes. Oh, I need to hear it offline. Oh, definitely off, hear it off, offline. 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 I'll, I'll read you it. So, um, so yeah, if that's what you value as the best golf course in the world, like some of like the eye candy, stuff of that stuff, then yeah, it's the best golf course. But like if you're like me, who wants to see like quirkiness or like, you know, creative design, it's not the best golf course in the world. I mean, and, and in fairness to Robert Cup and Tom Kite, like this is it was a literal dump. It's a bad piece of land. There wasn't a whole lot of like natural rolling movement to it. Like, you know, it's they didn't have a whole lot to work with. But there's a couple options you could do. Like, I mean, there's another golf course that they play was a was a former dump. That was Trinity Forest. And they had, and, you know, Core and Crenshaw ended up making that place like a really cool venue. Like and it, it was all about like how they designed the greens, like they made like turtleback greens, like it was all fairway, like it was unique and, and cool. And what Kite and Cup ended up doing, which what most architects end up doing, they just make like a golf course that you see every week on the PGA Tour. So it's just, you know, wide fairway, some bunkers, a lot of water hazards. A lot of water. A lot of bunkers, too. This, I feel like I might be wrong. So I'm always wrong about this because I thought – I can't remember what tournament it was, but I was like, "This water and play on every hole." And you're like, "This water and play on like four holes." Uh, but I yeah. feel like this water and play on a shit ton of, and I feel like the bunkers are actually in play at this place too. Yeah, so there's 98 bunkers on the golf <laughs> course. Many. There's 13 water hazards. Let's go. And ha- yeah, so half the holes bring water into play. I mean, probably more like 14 bring water into play for like you and me, oh, yeah. but for the pros, probably about half. Um, all the holes have like heather and like marsh, like 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 penalty areas where if you're really offline, you're going to basically be dropping for three. Um, I, as far as like, I mean, the, I think the only like really unique hole on the golf course is number 12. So that has a bunch of centerline bunkers about 270 yards away. And the pros hate centerline bunkers. Actually, at TBC Boston a couple of years ago, they were yelling at Gil Hans for putting a centerline bunker at on 12. And they were, it, it was so bad. They They're up, such big. They are. And they have aiming for like the 13th fairway to avoid it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so the 12th fairway, there's a couple options. Either you can lay short of those centerline bunkers and it's about a 65 yard wide fairway, or you can kind of take on the split fairways. It's about like 30 yards wide on each. And then it sets up like a wedge. Now, most guys, because they're pros, they have to hit driver, um, on that hole. And like, like, and the most accurate players will do better there because they have a wedge. Like if, if you're hitting out of the rough there, it's not as good. So, so that's cool. But otherwise it's a lot of dog, like dog with a lot of water. It's just, it's fine. It's the same thing you see every week. Um, you know, whatever. I like it. I like the course. Steve. It looks, okay. it, it's pretty, it's pretty. It's penal off the tee. If you're it not is. accurate, like whatever, like I, like, I think it's, it's a, it's a, I think it's a fun course to watch play. Like that's something I want to watch. Yeah. I mean, it's. I, I think you and I would lose about fifteen balls there. But uh, yeah. listen, man, I play every course I play is a water hazard on almost every fucking hole. I, I I do my best to avoid the water. I make the hole a lot longer, but I try not to get wet. Okay. <laughs> if it's to the right, I end up way left. All right. Um, there's a lot of famous members of this place. Uh, you got the Manning family, or Eli Manning's a member. Oh. Um, Boo. I, think the, I think the Giuliani's. Are, uh, are members there? Who? Uh, well, actually, actually, New York people governor, you're telling me about New York gubernatorial candidate Andrew Julian, who, by the way, was at Watkins Glen handing out hats a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's apparently a plus point uh, one handicap. He's he's pretty. He's got a good stick. His dad took down the mafia and turned into this absolute schlub right. of an Easy. We're not a political podcast. I'm just That's commenting fine. on Andrew Julian. And I'm just saying he's a schlub. That's all. He's a schlub. Right. I didn't say anything about that. Right. Well, how about, how about about I name, all right. How about I name a guy who's you're like, who's a noble member, Robert Kraft. There noble. we go. All, all right. right. Mark Wahlberg, noble member. Or, I fucking hate Mark Wahlberg. Are you serious? Right. I don't like Mark Wahlberg either, but you I know, he's a awesome guy. Oh my God, dude. Like this is such a joke. Between me and everyone who knows me, I fucking hate Mike Wahlberg. He's the fucking worst, like, Bostonian celebrity ever. He left the Patriots game early, a Super Bowl. When we were down 28-3, to he left. I've seen him in a fucking Lakers jersey, okay? He was arrested for a fucking hate crime when he was, like, fucking 13 years old. Took out a Cambodian's eyeball. All right, why don't we take a break? All right, we'll take a break. And uh, listen, we got to let you know we're brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Football season is about to kick off. It's already kicked off. Preseason unders. Unbelievable run. Unbelievable run for the SGPN family. And PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, last year, the Buffalo Bills were 35 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And after they reached the AFC Championship game, a prop swap customer who bought $100 on the Bills before the season sold that ticket for 900 bucks. That's an 800% return for the seller on a ticket that ended up losing. No kidding. Very smart prop swap better. The Bills Never going to win a Super Bowl. Uh, they can prop swap <laughs> like the stock market, but for sports betting, buy low and sell high. The average seller on prop swap makes over 500 bucks a month just listing and selling tickets and win making bets. Remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. I really do love that approach. It's, it's a beautiful – it's such a smart March way to approach. Uh, so get started today by going to down, <laughs> download the PropSwap app or go to PropSwap.com. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right. Very good. That, that, that is, uh, well, first of all, I mean, I'm from Western New York. There's a lot of Bills fans. So my apologies to uh, anyone who lives close to me who listens to this podcast for uh, That's fine. slander. That's fine. 
Yeah. That uh, my co host laid upon you. Slander. They make one playoff run in 30 fucking years and they think they're the greatest team of all time. It's a joke. Yeah. Listen, it's the the Buffalo Bills bravado. Bills mafia, baby. What bravado? What what gives them any confidence? The fact that they made the playoffs for the first time, like in their lifetime. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's it's ridiculous. I'm sure Josh Allen's going to be just as good this year. Yeah, there's some cover regression. Cover <laughs> yeah. All right. I well, I guess you're not taking him in the guillotine league uh, at all. Oh, I actually. Uh, so in uh, in the SGPN Dynasty League, where I am the defending champion, uh, I, uh, I actually texted you on this. I was like, yo, uh, Bills fan wants Allen was going to give me Lamar in the seventh pick. And I didn't have to give up my first round pick. So I gave up Josh Allen, got Lamar and got the seventh pick overall. And I got that to get the. Uh, uh, what the hell's the kid's name from Pittsburgh? No, I can't even remember. Uh, Harris? Yeah. Harris. Yeah. yeah. Harris, Harris, yeah. Boom. All day, every day. Done. Thank you. That's That was a good trade. I think Beautiful you won. Trade. Oh, oh, I definitely won. Why don't, we, why don't we transition back to golf? Sorry. So let's talk about Liberty National as far as like what term is hosted. So it's hosted three FedEx Cup playoff events in its past. It's also hosted the President's Cup. So it hosted the then-known Barclays in 2009. Yeah. Uh, it also hosted again in 2013 in 2009, actually, uh, I think I'm not sure if tiger won it or not, but I, after the 2009 Barclays, he complained about the greens and, uh, because he carries so much weight, they ripped up all the greens and built it exactly to how we wanted them. So perfect. That's perfect. Exactly. Yeah. T- perfect. Tiger really ran the PGA tour for about 30 years as he should have yeah, as he, yep. He, he is definitely in his right to do so based on everything he's done. It's the fans you don't like, Steve. It's not Tiger. I know. I I love Tiger. I know. I just have to remind you that every once in a while. I love Tiger. His <laughs> fans suck. Anyway, <laughs> it also hosted in 2013 and it hosted President's Cup in 20, to 2017. So, I mean, the golf has changed a lot since 2009 and 2013. It just it it the style of play is just different now. So I'm throwing those two tournaments out. I'm throwing the 2017 Presidents Cup out just because it's match play. You don't really, you can't. Sometimes when you just look at a record and how a guy won, it's like, all right, did he actually play well that day, or did the person he just beat like suck? Right. So I'm not using the, the Presidents Cup either. But the 2019 leaderboard, I think, is definitely something you want to look at. That was only two years ago. It's got most of the same guys you're going to play this year. You know, and it's it's kind of interesting looking back at that leaderboard. So let's look at the top ten. So Patrick Reed won it. Uh, that week, he was fourth in strokes gained tee to green. He was actually second in strokes gained off the tee. I which feel is like that's so, so important here, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just like, you don't think like Patrick Reed, like second in strokes no. gained off the tee. No. Uh, Abraham Answer was, uh, he was in second that week. He actually led the field in strokes gained tee to green, and he was actually first in strokes gained off the tee. Yeah. So, uh, you got John Rahman third. You got Harold Varner the third also did well that year. Uh, fifth was Adam Scott. So he's coming into this event pretty hot. He played fifth. He was fifth there. Uh, and then there was a big log gem for T6. It was Brant Snedeker, Rory McIlroy, Louis Uswies, and Jordan Spieth. Um, all those guys were inside the top set 15 in Scherzer and T Green for the week. And then he had Justin Rose and Ian Poulter uh, who were T10. So you look at that top 10 there. It's Pretty much a yeah. little bit of everything. For yeah, real. I mean, the only two bombers I would I would say there Rom. are John Rahm and Rory. Yeah. And then you got Patrick Reed, who kind of is a really good putter, good wedge player. You got Abraham Answer, who's really accurate, you know, good player T to green. Definitely not long. You know, Brant Snedeker, just, you know, kind of a good wedge player. 
pretty, you know, well, he's not really, not really accurate. He's good, good wedge player. He's a good putter. Um, yeah, Louis kind of good at everything. You got Jordan Speed, who's, you know, pretty good, pretty much good at everything. Uh, Justin Rose, very well balanced player. Adam Scott, well balanced player. Ian Poulter, accurate, good putter. So it doesn't, this golf course doesn't really favor anybody. And it kind of makes sense based on like how this golf course is set up. So the fairways are pretty wide here. So there's usually pretty high rates of uh, fairways hit, but it's really penal off it. So when you give, like when you put a, present a golf course that's really wide fairways, it actually makes it a little better for the shorter guys because they have a better chance of keeping in the fairway. Then they can rely on their really a wedge play. You know, they can hit these greens pretty well. They can make a few putts. Um, so, and then like, and then you're, you got your bombers like Rom and Rory too. I mean, they actually had pretty good driving accuracy weeks that week. So I guess as far as how this tap tens kind of shaped out, um, I mean, they just were, I mean, read and answer were pretty accurate off the tee that week. Um, iron play was really important. I mean, it feels like iron play is important every single week, but, uh, nine, 11 players were inside the top 25 in strokes gain approach on the week. Uh, as far as where they're hitting from, um, so there's a lot of short irons into greens, which makes sense because six of the 11 par fours are under 450 yards and three of them are under 400 yards. Um, and then one of the par fives is like 610 yards long. So that's a three shot hole. You're having a wedge into the green. So it's a lot of wedges there. Um, a lot of shots between like 175 to like 225 that range. Uh, some of the par threes are about 200 to 210 yards long. So that's the range you're going to be hitting from there. Uh, I mean, obviously in some of the par fives, you're at some longer approaches shots. There's actually kind of a dead zone between like 150 and like 175 though. So, you know, so basically the gambit this week is, you know, really good wedge play, like converting on the par fives, being able to take advantage of these long par threes, um, avoiding trouble off the tee. So, like, I mean, it, it's I don't think the rough is actually all that penal here, but I mean, you don't really want to be in the bunkers. You don't want certainly don't want to be in the water. <laughs> so keeping the ball in play. Um, and then just overall, though, like. You know, as far as like golf courses, I kind of think of there like bank grass greens that run like it, so. They're greens, by the way. I didn't talk about this earlier. The bank grass greens they run about twelve on the centimeter. So other courses are mm. like bank grass greens. You know, similar driving accuracy and greens and regulation percentages. Like in two thousand nineteen, um, the field driving accuracy percentage was about sixty seven and a half percent. You know, the field hit about sixty four percent of their greens regulation. So it's about Little, it's about average for PG Tour standards. Um, You know, scoring was about three quarters of a stroke under par for the week. Um, You know, it's like it, like places where there's like a a missed penalty, like a lot of penalty strokes for like missing fairways. So some of the courses I think of, like TBC Twin Cities, right off the bat, you got bankrass greens, a lot of water. There's room to navigate off the tee, like you know, with the fairways. But if you want, if you're off it, you're probably gonna lose ball. This place reminds me of TBC Boston. It has a lot of similar driving accuracy percentages and green regulation rates, similar scoring. Those are bent grass greens. That's another golf course where it's pretty wide fairways, but outside the fairways, like you really run the risk of, you know, losing the ball. Um, If you want to go back to the 2018 Northern Trust, Ridgewood Country Club has a lot of similar stats to this place. Uh, Shadow Creek. 
also kind of similar bent grass greens, kind of similar driving accuracy rates, like similar places where you're hitting your irons from. And then I'll actually give credit to uh, our good buddy, Jeff Nagels. We were talking about this tournament uh, um, earlier and he, I, I kind of described the golf course and like where they're hitting from some things. And he actually brought TBC Southwind. And actually I, I, that wasn't even on my radar cause it's a Bermuda golf course, but as far as T to green, yeah, I can definitely see it. Like that's one where, you know, especially since the WGC came to Southwind, the driving accuracy rates have kind of gone up. I don't know if that's just because it's a little higher quality player. Cause right. usually that was one where everybody was missing the fairways. And now they're actually hidden fairways a lot there. You know, the green regulation rates are about the same. There's a, just as much of a penalty for missing the fairway there as here. There's a lot of penalty strokes because people are hitting in the water a lot there. There's a lot here. And with Southwind too, kind of gets a similar leaderboard where there's like golfers of all walks of life have a chance. Like if you think about the playoff, it just happened there. You have Abe answer, you know, short knocker. He had Burns, who's a bomber and you have Hideki who's kind of a good all around player. And I mean, it covers a wide spectrum of player there. And that's kind of like what the 2010 or 2019 Northern trust leaderboard kind of shaped up as, I think that's a good comp. I think he Nagels is actually onto it there. So, um, All right. let's not pop his head up any bigger. Pretty sure he hit kids this weekend too. I actually got to text them. I'll text them on the group thing. I'm pretty sure I, he hit I kids. congratulated him earlier. Oh, yeah, did he hit like, kids too? Yeah, he did. He's, he, uh, we all had a good weekend. Let's put it that way. So, um, he's so big. Huh? His head's head, his head's going to be so big. He deserves it. He had a rough year. He's on a little bit of a hot streak too. He deserves it. So, all right. So, I mean, as far as, so that's generally where my head's at. Um, uh, and then we'll talk about some players that kind of, you know, pop to mind, uh, okay. after we take a short break. And why don't we talk about, uh, Paramount plus, um, you know, soccer starting to heat up again. You got the, all these leagues coming back and the summer soccer is going to continue on Paramount plus you can stream over 2000 soccer matches a year from around the world. That's all the heart pounding drama from CBS sports, including the UEFA champions league, Europa league, Italy, Serie a Argentina's premier division, the Brazil league, the NWSL, the Asian football confederation and the CONCACAF qualifiers featuring the stars from the U S and Mexican men's national teams. Plus much more. It's the best of the beautiful game with all the beautiful names like Messi Mbappe, Ronaldo, Rapino and Pulisic. Be part of the excitement as champions are crowned and history is made. The world's game lives here on Paramount Plus. So, I just described this golf course to you. Yes. So, and when we talked about earlier, you're going to stop listening to this shit. Yeah. You're stop reading stuff. Yeah. You're just going to listen to me. Yeah. As far as. And I'll look at. I'll, yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, look, I'll look at the normal stuff that I look at, like yeah. as far as like just data, just, just data. Okay. So, based on what I described, what are a couple of golfers that pop in your head right now? Speed. Yep. Rom. Yeah, I say Rom too. Rom is, I mean, the thing about Rom too is he's actually, he hits a lot of fairways for a guy who bombed he it does. He yeah. does. That, he that, does. That, it, it's, it's because of that backswing, man. Like, you play golf with me. I have that short little backswing, so it tries not to get out of control. You know what I mean? Like, I don't hit anything. Are, you, are you comparing no, yourself no, to John? No, I'm not. No, no, I'm just saying. Like, so here's the deal, right? When I first started golfing, I'm not very flexible. Like, I'm just not. And and the guy who was teaching me was like, you don't have to make this giant backswing. You just do this. And I was like, okay. So I started doing that. And that's how I've always drove it. And then I saw Ram, and I was like, oh, he's got a backswing like me. Oh, he's got a temper like me. Love that fucking guy. 
that that's how I fell in love with John Rahm. Um, all right. Well, that's between your short backswing and your bad back from doing all these floors, your golf career is probably going to end in about ten years. Uh, yeah, for yeah. real. Whatever. Yeah. I'll get out. Listen, there's nothing more frustrating than going out with like a 65 year old guy who just plays old man golf and just fucking like pars every fucking hole. And I'm like, why? Why can't I just play like that? Why? Yeah, they hit a they hit a bunch of worm burners and pop from everywhere, and they just play bogey golf. And meanwhile, we're pumping four into the water, and we're taking tens. It's such a nightmare. Why? Why do we do that? Anyway, yeah. So speed, Rom. Those are the first two that kind of jump out at me. Um, I don't know. I mean, Scott is in good form. Like, is is that four footer going to fucking carry over though? It might put a burr up his ass. That's. They should have. They should have won this event. Maybe. What's weird about Scott too? He's he actually been putting really well this Putt year. Really I was good. really. I was really surprised actually. He I missed was, that. Was, that's why yeah. I was so mad. I was so mad. I was like, all the money you've cost me missing these, and I know you're gonna make it. And fucking, he missed it. And I was like, fuck no. that. Yeah. I think this is uh, the best putting year in like since like 2013. I hate it. But by the way, it's basically cheating. Like he's not anchoring, but he's basically anchoring. I fucking hate that shit. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have quite a successful career in the Champions Tour because they don't really call anyone out for anchoring up there either. Oh, oh. oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But Scott McCarrant, Bernhard oh, Longer, that's definitely anchored. I mean, yeah, I would not can't lay. I mean, really? I mean, have- I mean Cantley's really good on bent grass courses, though. That's my oh. that's my only connection there. I know, but he's he's, he's not a killer to me. What about Man, JT is so bad. He's been so bad. His putter's been really bad lately. That's what I'm saying. It's been so bad. And he gets really – he has a round where the driver's not working. That's not going to work here. Yeah. I think it's going to depend on the number what JT's is. Like, it's kind of like with, like, Bryson a couple weeks ago where it's just, like, blind faith. Like, all right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it, it's kind of the point with JT. Maybe they do get down to, like, 25 to him with for him. I'm snapping it. I'm gonna snap at that if they. Do I that. I probably would too. Out of I will snap at them. Yeah. What about DJ? Yeah, I mean, DJ DJ's number is gonna be fucking high too. It probably is. Yeah. And he played okay at and Southwind. TPC Boston. Yeah. He destroyed that fucking course. He almost yeah. shot fucking what fifty eight. Yeah, he shot thirty under. I mean, but, no, but that one round we were on fifty eight watch. Oh uh, no, it was a sixty one. <laughs> <laughs> right, but no, we were on 58 watch. But, but Scotty Scheffler was 59. That's another guy kind of like yeah. for this week. He's going to win yeah. soon. I like, DJ um, this, I like DJ this week, too, especially because of TPC Boston. Yeah. Uh, Morikawa for me. I think I mean, that's, but his, his number's going to be so bad. I know his number's going to be bad. I'm talking about like DFS, though. I might just like, oh, fine, 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 fine. Yeah, screw it. Yeah, I might start, I might start my lineup with Morikawa this week. I, I was just thinking the numbers. So when you said guys, I'm like, all right. So here's where I'm thinking the numbers going to be. I'm thinking Rom's going to be like ten to twelve. Spieth will be fourteen to eighteen. Right? Those are numbers I can digest. I'm not betting eight to one. No, I agree. No, we we never bet eight to one. I bet Rom ten to one. So I know you did. That was out. That was with your heart though. And I still won. Congratulations, you did. So. <laughs> But no, I we don't usually under no. normal tournament we don't under bet normal tournament. for any golf exactly. tournament. No, our fine. sweet spot's kind of like eighteen to like thirty five, kind of as far as like where we're start where we start. Where we start. Yeah, where we start. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think DJ's probably gonna be hanging. DJ, DJ will be close to twenty. I think he's gonna be twenty. Oh, if he yeah. drops any below twenty, I'd probably snap that. 
I can hear that. Yeah, I, I think like I think it will be Spieth, Morikawa, Rom. Oh, you think you think Spieth's going to be the heavier favorite than Morikawa? I think they're going to be about the same. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, was, I, was think, I was thinking a recency bias would would give me a couple points on Spieth. I'm forgetting. Xander's going to be up there. No, always. Xander's going to be like 14. This is a no. This is in a no cut event, so I'm not betting Xander. That's that's a ridiculous take, but okay. Um, I'm just doing it to troll one person. I I know you are. You think they're going to put up? You think they're going to put Bryce's number back to like 18 or 20 based on what happened at Southwind? I mean uh, that 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 scared the books. I I bet they had a pretty big liability oh, on Bryce in that oh, yeah. week. They had, they had, at, they had at TV, the 30 or 35. They had TBS man. They had tight butthole syndrome. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think they're going to put him back to 18. Yeah. And actually, I don't I don't like Bryson for this golf course. So usually, usually golf courses where it's it's wider fairways, I don't like him as much because then there's actually the penalty of missing. Correct. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I think I'm probably going to be interested in DJ. I'm probably going to be interested in what JT's number, just like to see what it is. I wonder um, what Burns' number is going to be. You can go with Burns. I'm kind of interested in Burger this week, actually. If I'm thinking South, if I'm thinking I can South never, Wales, I can never read that fucking guy. If I'm thinking he played well at TBC Boston last year, he was third. Oh, wait, didn't um, didn't English play really good at TPC Boston? Harris English played well there. Scotty Scheffler played well there. Scheffler played real good there. Yeah. Hold Third on. Let me uh, let me pull up the uh, the leaderboard last year. So, yeah, listen, while yeah. you're doing that, while you're doing that, listen, you guys got to make sure you go head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a free twenty five dollars. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at a million bucks. So download the app today and sign up at underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. All right. What you okay. got? TPC. All right. So last year, which kind of speaks to how I think. Liberty National and TBC Boston are pretty similar. Like, so check yeah. out this this top ten. So you got DJ winning at thirty under. Right. Just blow the field. Right. Harris English is second, nineteen under. Yeah. Daniel Berger at eighteen under. Okay. Then you had T four, Kevin Kisner, Sky Scheffler, Webb's or Kevin Kisner, Sky Scheffler, T four. Okay. T six, Webb Simpson, John Rom, <laughs> Ryan Palmer, <laughs> Alex Norin. And Russell Henley. So again, kind of a little bit of everything. Yeah, I think I think if if like and there's a lot of history of Boston. I think that's a good one to look at this week. Yeah, I think so, too. So, yeah, I mean, I think kind of like I, I think it's gonna be wide open. I don't think you should pigeonhole yourself and just like one type, like go all no. bombers and elite yeah. player. Like I, I think there's a, a lot of players you can pick from. But I, I I think what we talked about tonight, as far as some of those comp courses, that's a good place to start. I agree. Did more did Mark Howe play at TBC Boston last year? He did. I don't think he played very well. Uh, he missed the cut. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, but that was after the PGA. He kind of went in a little bit of a slump. Yeah, of course. He just won his he's, first he's, fucking major, and he's like 20 years old. It seems <sighs> like he's kind of figured out the putter, though. Like, that's right. scary. Like yeah, he, yeah. All he's, right, he all makes right. a lot of putts now. Mm. So, all, all right, right. Well, that's all I got. Uh, all right, man. Nah, that's it, baby. All right, so... Uh, We'll talk to you guys in, uh, yes, a day, right? Two days. I'm all fucked up on the schedule. No. So, can I say something about program? So, we, yeah. you know, this summer we have lives, we have families. Like, 
Uh, sometimes we record on Mondays. Uh, we're going to try and do a little better job of getting out on Sunday and Tuesday and a little bit of a regular schedule. So especially yeah. with fall coming out and we're not going to be motivated to record Sunday nights. So we're actually going to try to do it on Saturday nights sometimes if we can or earlier yep. in the day on Sundays because neither of us really wants to record before between the 430 games and Sunday night football. Yeah. But I. Uh, we're going to try and limit our uh, Monday shows if possible, which actually we're going to have a couple of Monday shows coming up because coming up because hectic summer schedules. Yeah. And it's, and it's, uh, and it's fucking, it's the FedEx cup playoffs, man. We can break this down a little bit. We need two shows. Sometimes this is, la- this is the last gasp before we go to, you know, some of the non more exciting tours and, uh, you know, yeah, but that's, we, f- we thrive in the fall season, baby. We really do. We really do. I love my dumpster diving. So, so we are going to be dumpster diving again at the Safeway. Actually, it's not it. even the Safeway. It's not even no, the Safeway anymore. No. It's about something else. All right, we're going to be dumpster diving in Napa after I come back from vacation. So, That's right. That's right. right. All right. Well, listen. Uh, you know where to find me, Boston underscore uh, Capper on Twitter, which I've been very inactive on lately, and I will try to be better at that. Uh, Slack. Always in Steve's articles. That's where uh, we always do the juicy nuggets and uh, we have the degenerate sweats Thursday through Sunday. Uh, so come find it there. Other than that, uh, we'll talk to you boys and uh, and ladies <laughs> uh, about DFS and uh, betting uh, for uh, the Northern Trust coming up, man. Tuesday. Let's go. Let's, we'll break them books again. Let's go. Let's go.